what I really get so fucking annoyed about is like, so when do you as men take accountability? You're old enough to ride this ride. You want to fuck with me. You want to, you want to come at me. You want to fuck me raw. So why are we, why are we babying men who make decisions for themselves? I, like I told you, I was on birth control up until I had a conversation with my baby father. So what do you, so what do you think happened? So the I imagine I got, like I got a women. leg lock him. No, let me The majority like, stop of men and stop women it. are different. Come no, stop. No, you, it's because men and women are held to different standards. Y'all want to look at a 20-year-old who wanted to fuck. I was 26 when I met him. You want to fuck with me? Here's what it is. Nope, like, stop acting like someone had to pull the wool over his eyes. I was exactly who I am right now. And to, look, Stop. Let me finish. There was, there, I, I have no reason to be, I, I have no reason to lie about any, anything that I've done or the person that I am. And I believe in full transparency. The, the ideal relationship to me is for my, for my partner to know everything about me. So please stop playing this victim narrative. If you wanted to just fuck me and just say, you, you, uh, she's trophy pussy, I hit Brittany Renner, that's that. Why did you get, why did we have a baby? Our name, it, our baby's name is Paul Jermaine Washington III. Does that sound like an oops baby? Does that sound like someone who was bamboozled? You asked me to have been with you. You wanted me to have your child at 20, 22 years old. And here we are. I told you I'm okay to wait. I'm not in a rush. I'm a very spiritual person. I trust in divine timing. You're I know trying anything. to get married to No, I'm not trying to. I just well, told no, where you. Are you? Where are you? I was. I thought that was my guy. And, like, I don't know why it's so hard for y'all to believe that. All right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Friends with Billy podcast, formerly known as Friends with Benefits podcast, but now known as Friends with Billy podcast, all things relationship. I am your host, Billy G. Williams, and I'm joined by my brother from another mother, the alpha male that we all love to hate, Biggs the Philosopher. It's, it's a nice olive tone. It's Bronx, sending Bronx tones out here. Yeah, man, we uh we won teammates short, so we got our uh, combat, you know, kind of feel going on because I think we are going to enter into, into some murky waters today, uh, having such a, uh, I don't want to say a sensitive topic, but a very interesting topic and, you know, given our male point of view on this topic. Um, shout out to Dr. B, who was uh, feeling a little under the weather, so she... Uh, took this episode off, but we're going to still hold it down for her and give you a great show. And we got an action-packed show, as usual, for all the loyal uh, listeners and watchers of Friends with Billy podcast. All right. So we started off the show with some uh, audio from this past week's interview, uh, Spotify interview with DJ Academics. Shout out to DJ Academics. He had a notorious, um, hmm. I'm going to say Instagram in. Influencer, influencer, uh, influencer, yes, influencer. Yeah, right, right. That's the term they go on by now. Safe uh, work, safe work. Uh-huh. And um, I don't, if, if anyone hasn't been following Brittany Renner's story, um, she's been known in circles as kind of like a female that kind of gets around with different celebrity dudes. And she was recently attached to uh, NBA player uh-huh. PJ Washington who was a re- relatively young NBA player. And um, they would rock it together for a little while and they ended up having a baby together. So long story short, uh, they ended up breaking up. There's been this whole smut campaign on one another about not seeing the baby. I can't see the baby. Um, we weren't together. We were together. It's just this whole ball of confusion. And uh, Brittany did an interview with DJ Academics, kind of cleared the air on a few things. And I thought the interview was pretty interesting. And, I, and Biggs, I'm not sure if you caught the interview, the entire interview, but I definitely binge watched on uh, that whole interview and interviews like that uh, with Brittany, just to get a little more context. But uh, what was your initial thoughts when you first uh, stumbled onto that little that little sound bite or that piece of interview? I, uh, accountability is real. Like, let me start with that. Both sides, okay? Whenever you point a finger at somebody, people federal realize there's three fingers pointing back at yourself. 
You got to take accountability on all facets, on all aspects, on everything. That's the only way we're going to be able to thrive and move forward and be productive. Right. I say all that to say this. He should have had better judgment. Mm -hmm. And she can't escape who she is for who she's trying to be. Mm -hmm. I say that. I say all that. Okay. You, she said, she said some very poignant things and it was very true. Mm -hmm. If you wasn't ready to settle down and make her your man, you shouldn't have been in her role. You shouldn't have been doing anything. Big, big facts. Right. So now my, my issue with him and people like him is, what is your cognitive thinking skills? Right. This, if you, it's a bad look to deal with a female like that. Mm-hmm. When when you have the bag, you do know she's only with you for the bag and what you get out of that bag. So that's a bad look from the beginning. Then you right. compound it by going to her, her raw repeatedly and shooting the mm-hmm. club up. Right. Bang, bang. You just gave her the nuclear weapon to bomb your whole state as right. she's doing to you right now. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my problem with him. Now with her, look, man. I'm not gonna knock nobody for what they do, but I, I do. I am a man of cultural values, beliefs. One of my main beliefs is karma. You're right. not gonna hold my child hostage and think you're just gonna get away with it. Right. We can refer. I, I, I don't believe in court, man. I don't believe in physical violence, but that's a physical violent red flag right there. Right. Because you, you and my child is a weapon against me. Right. Not to mention, this nigga PJ Washington doesn't have one sponsorship bill worth a damn, to my knowledge. And right, he's right. dropping how many K a month for a child? Uh, I think it's like in the 200,000, 300,000, something like that. Because he just caught a contract I just uh, looked up. He caught a contract from like almost 50 million. I forget oh, how many right. years the method contract is, but it's about a 50 I, million contract. I could, I could give damn. Jesus wasn't worth 200,000 <laughs> a month, and that was Jesus. What are we right. talking about right now? Right. They, they got to turn standards and implements in place because she should still have to be able to work to earn her living. I'm not mm-hmm. here for you to live a lifestyle just because you have my child. I got to work mm-hmm. to provide so do you. But that's a different story. We could get to the whole yeah. system and everything. That's a different yeah. story for a different day. No, we're going to take it easy on Brittany. We're not going to go too hard on Brittany. Um, but the thing that I found interesting about this story was um, it's kind of an old video and I have posted it on my social media accounts. Um, shortly after her and PJ had broke up, she put out a video announcing that it was stepdaddy season. She in the, like, in the stepdaddy season, if you want to get pregnant by a baller, they don't like to use condoms. Yeah. She was just kind of going in on the on the on the uh, fellas. And in that DJ Academics interview. Um, he was basically just holding her accountable to Big's point, just holding her accountable for her movements and how she looks out here to like dudes, because she definitely had that reputation as being like a you know, get around kind of female, and now that she's getting that backlash for that because of this young guy who she got a baby with uh, she's not really feeling that uh, energy with that with that whole deal right there, so I thought it was interesting to start the show off talking about that but Biggs, I want to change gears a little bit because mm-hmm. for those Britney Venus of the world, you know those 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 females are kind of out there living the life, hot girl summers and all those type of deals. Um, right how do we? <laughs> how do we help like side pieces as they call them, finessers, hot girls? How do we help them get better outcomes in these type of situations with guys, especially with guys that got money? Like, how do we help? these kind of females, you know, end up with a better outcome and end up in a better situation instead of just being the baby mama that's waiting on the NBA paycheck to come through. Hold on. Help them out of the situation. They willingly <laughs> put themselves in that situation. Uh-huh. Attitude reflects leadership. Right. Always remember that in any facet, wherever you at, where you work, sports, mm-hmm. life itself, attitude reflects leadership. Right. You're in this situation because you don't want to work hard for a goal. You rather mm-hmm. lay on your back or let someone do anything to you to get a piece of the goal that he made. Mm-hmm. And then 
in the Britney Renner cases, have a child by the group. So you have uh, um, an asset to hold on to, mm-hmm. to help control the narrative to keep the financial stream growing. Right. What What's the help? That was the goal. <laughs> okay. It, it I got comes, you. And, it come, and it comes back to men and women because women do, women choose quote unquote fuck boys or whatever term they're using mm-hmm. now and mm-hmm. waste the majority of their life on this individual praying that the individual change or they can morph him into something else like a fucking power ranger and it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that right you have to understand that me as a man no female can make me do anything i don't want to do right right whatever the fuck i do is because i wanted to do it with you right to you for you whatever adjective you you want to put next to it right Right. So if I'm not giving you that energy, it speaks volumes. Right. The problem is you want what you want and you want the prestige too. Like everybody's claiming right. they want to be wife, but who the fuck knows how to be a wife? Every right. nigga say right. wants to be a husband. Who knows how to really be a husband? It takes sacrifice. It takes effort. It takes understanding. It takes calmness. It takes mm-hmm. peace and tranquility. None of these adjectives, for the most part, motherfuckers are carrying with right now. Because as soon as there's a little bit of tension or diversity, blow up Instagram page, stepdaddy season, over over, I wouldn't put no bacon on your cheese, bitch. This is what we doing. Like, what are we talking about? Right, 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 right. I got you, bro. All right. So um, this past weekend. I've been like binge watching on like dating shows and uh, matchmaking shows. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're a big fan of that or not, Biggs, but I love nope. to watch like these dating <laughs> shows and matchmaking shows. Nope. So as I'm watching these shows, I'm thinking about the Britney Venice of the world and all of the other women out here that really do want to be wives and mothers and have a family and all of those things. Um, I just started thinking like, damn, I know that's a hard fucking job to be a, a, a matchmaker. It's a very difficult job because you know we all have our list of shit that we require in a partner but then there's the reality of what's out there right and finding a balance between those uh two things right there so let me ask you this one bro if you were a matchmaker what do you think would be the biggest challenge for you as a matchmaker if you were in that line of work matching people with their um ideal partner I got you right now. Getting men and women, because I know a lot of people want to say women, because it might be majority of it, but there's men out here too. Getting men and mm-hmm. women, getting the energy to shut the fuck up and listen to what the fuck I'm telling them about themselves. Everybody right. has this has this belief or, or misnomer about themselves, what they are, mm-hmm. which, which for the most part is actually true about what they are. Where mm-hmm. they mess up as they don't see the evolution of what they become. They still stuck right. in their mind of what they was. They don't right. see what they are present. I am telling you what the fuck you are right now. And you need to shut the fuck up, buttercup, and listen. Right. Okay. Right. And then maybe, just maybe, I can get another motherfucker functioning on the same wavelength as you, who just got just enough crazy to keep you interested, but not enough right. to blow up your house and y'all can live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. But people can't get out their own way. I got you. Um, I like to think that I'm pretty good at matching people. I, I, I've definitely introduced friends, like mutual friends in the past, and my really close friends, you know, and, and, and even me and you, Biggs, like when we used to work together in the clubs, you know, a lot of pretty ladies coming, coming through the club, and, you know, we would look at each other literally at the same time when it was like one of each other's type, like, and we just look at each other at the same time, like, our synergy is just that crazy. But um, That's I feel fact. like I'm pretty good at it, at matching people who I think would be a good fit for one another. But what I think would be the biggest challenge um, is just getting people to trust that you have a good intentions and you know them and you're not going to let, let them down. I always tell my friends, one thing that Billy's never going to do, I'm never going to set you up. Like, I'm not going to set you up for failure. I'm only going to set you up to succeed. So mm-hmm. that's probably what would be the biggest challenge to me is just getting uh, my people to trust that I know them and that 
I'm gonna, you know, put my best foot forward to match them with the right kind of person. But that goes back to them can't getting out their own way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all mm-hmm. incumbent. It's all it's all fruit from the same poisonous tree. It's all mm-hmm. the same. It's mm-hmm. like people look like like we all do it to a certain extent, but we have a realization about ourselves. People really still look at what they was like right. two years ago in high school. You was I was I was the number one track star. I was the king of the basketball. You ain't you ain't run one meet in over twenty something years. That's not you no more, right. bro. Right. Give that up. Right. All your memories move through reality. It is what it is. You're not that person anymore. And right. it's the same thing. You're not the same person you was five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago in the dating scene. The rules mm-hmm. have changed. The 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 field of battle is way different. And go look in the mirror. You're way different. So now you gotta right. adjust and and play play, play your part accordingly. Mm-hmm. Now I had a matchmaker. I had a matchmaker on the show last last season. Um, shout out to April Davis, uh, Luma Luxury uh, Matchmaking Services, um, and she kind of talked about this when I when I asked her a, a similar question, like what's the hardest part about being a matchmaker, and she kind of touched on the whole gender piece. And she says it's more difficult to match women than it is men. She says men are very simple for the uh, for the most part when it comes to reaching out for their for their service. But she said with hold on hold on to the church finger. She um she said well women is is a little more difficult. So I want to play this video really quick and then I'll come back to you, Biggs, because um, there's been this narrative out there. I'm gonna say maybe like the last year or, or maybe longer. Um, a lot of female matchmakers have gotten frustrated with the same process to uh, um, April's point that it's very difficult to match women. Like it's extremely difficult because they have this long list of shit that they've acquired in a partner, but the pool of men that's out there, you know, is not gonna be able to match that whole list. So let's go to this uh, video from um, uh, this woman by the name of Rebecca Lynn Pope, who I'm a big fan of. You know, pretty well known uh, match matchmaker, but she got frustrated with the game and ended up match matchmaking due to what same thing we're talking about. So let's watch the video, and then we'll give our take when we return. What is this? You're comparing good men to I can't say this f boys. I'm just gonna say it. You're comparing good men to the men that you've experienced previously who were not ready to be husbands that you were just dating, messing around with. I mean, literally, there's a distinct difference between marriage material, men who are ready, who are ready to be husbands, and these F boys that you've been messing around with in out of these situationships with for years. And so now you have this standard for a man and a husband based on these dudes that have just been Play play, playboys, fun, boy toys, whatever you want to call it, girls, okay? You can call it whatever you want. But now you set this standard to say he's supposed to look like this, he's supposed to act like that. Oh, you know what? He's too corny. He he likes me too much. He texts me too much. Yeah, because the bo- the men that you were messing with, you weren't even the only one. They don't get they don't text you right back. They don't call you right back because they have a more just like you. So a man comes along that is crazy about you and is interested in you, and I'm sorry to say you have friend zoned the 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 men that really you're compatible with, the men that all right, all right, all right. So, my brother Biggs. Now, this is Don't another question. Don't ask me the question, truth, bro. Don't ask me this question. Unless you want the truth, bro. Don't do it. I've been having this conversation with a lot of females, man. A lot of females. And I tell them, I say, listen, this is, this is the way how I break it down to them. I say, the guy that's lit, the guy that's popping, the guy that everybody wants, you got to be prepared to compete for a guy like that because every chick wants this guy. If that's not what you want to do, then there's a lot of nice, quote-unquote, average guys that will worship the ground that you walk on. 
right? But in my experience and many people that I've spoken to, a lot of females are not into just regular everyday average guys. They want that popping lit guy, right? So let me ask you this question, bro. You giggling already because you know fuck with dynamite. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. So what are your thoughts on so many female matchmakers leaving the business due to the unrealistic expectations of their fellow women? So <laughs> before you showed the video, I was giving you the church finger. Because right. I wanted I wanted our I wanted our listeners and followers to know. I wanted you to reiterate. <laughs> that the, that the matchmaker that was having the most problems was a female. Yeah. Okay. I wanted you to reiterate that part, and this is the reason I want why. To shock him with that one. I, listen. <sighs> Take it easy, females. Take it females, easy. I love you. No, no, no. no I, gotta, I gotta open my soul. Females, my sisters, sistren, mommies. I love y'all. I love y'all to death. I want you to succeed. I'm not one of these barbaric men. I'm perfectly happy if a woman is president, the right woman. If a woman is president leaving the country, I feel like you're great leaders, mm-hmm. you're great innovators, you're great thought process, you're great moving forward. Right. Disclaimer. When your mind, your soul, and, and everything is aligned. This is what I'm saying. Some men too, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm... Right, right, right. We, we, we're not men. An attack I'm not exonerating men. I'm, I'm just going by numbers and what mm-hmm. it, what it looks like on numbers. The majority of numbers say that women have unrealistic goals and unrealistic uh, expectations. How can I say? Not just expectations, but unrealistic thoughts about themselves and what they provide in a relationship. I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, if you want lobster and steak for dinner every night, don't be coming to dinner dressed for tuna and cheeseburgers. We're not doing right. that. We're not doing right. that. You have to bring something to the table too, even if it's not finances. If you're female and you got a dude that got the bag, you still got to bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and this is what I try to tell a lot of my, my homegirls and all my peoples I be trying to look out for. If you got a dude that got all the money, all the swag, and all you're bringing to the to the relationship is you, mm-hmm. please understand there's a multitude of views at his disposal. Oh yeah, and and, and you know, I don't think bring, a lot of females don't really get that. I'm they trying to and, and, they, and they think that the bedroom is where you can get them. That bedroom shit only lasts but for so long. Once okay? the new car smell well off. I was just going to say that I try to tell people all the time When I'm trying to hit you Before we do anything You got Depending on how good you are At what you do Let me air quotation that You got four or five sessions Before I'm done with you Just off that So so, We got to do this like We got to do this like a pie chart Within Mm -hmm. that four or five sessions if you're not bringing anything else to stimulate my other senses, I'm out. I gotta go. And Kevin okay. Sanders talks about this a lot on his broadcast. He talks. He called it the. Uh, he called it the FBI. That's his acronym for. I don't want to say the the perfect woman, but like the ideal woman for this type of dude. Um, he says feminine, beautiful, and inspirational. Oh, yes. And when I broke that definition down i'm listening to it i said it, it actually does make a lot of sense because you know oh, no. i don't want to fucking arm wrestle with my woman when i get in the house so that feminine energy that offsets our masculine energy it's a beautiful thing when it's done correctly then of course you know men are visual creatures so the finer you are and the more upkeep that you put into yourself you know that's you got a higher you got a higher pitch count you got yeah. a higher pitch count but still, you only got a certain amount of pictures before I got to get you out the game and bring in another picture. Right, right. Okay? And, and, and then if the you whole inspirational somebody, thing, you know, yeah. that female that kind of pushes you and motivates what, you. What's keeping you in the game? I call, I call it being a good teammate is what I like to call it. Yeah, what's keeping you in, what's keeping you in the game? You, your, your beauty, me being attracted to you physically is going to get you a roster spot. What's keeping mm-hmm. you on the team? Mm-hmm. What's keeping you on the team? For a man, it's simple, okay? 
Cause, cause, and and this is this is factual. A lot of women are in happily relationships, married to a nigga who they don't necessarily think is cute. They just right. say he's cute because they in love with the nigga. Because right. his physicality isn't what drove you to the dude. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's a good dude. He holds you down. He's a great father. Whether those are his kids or now that they they they, they his kids because you're together, this shit turns mm-hmm. you on. You gravitate to. So whatever had him get the shot isn't what kept his ass around. Everything right. else is what kept them around. Well, guess what? Buttercup, it's the same thing for you. Right? Mm-hmm. There's only so many times you're going to twerk on me and fucking right. make me a fucking... <laughs> and make me some fucking chicken tacos before I be like, yo, I'm off all of this shit. What the right. fuck else right. do you bring to the <laughs> I'm happy by myself. I'm good by myself. I don't need nobody. What right. are right. you bringing to the table to have me keep you around, worship you as the queen to my king? What, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But when you gotcha. but when you bring that energy in, girls get taken aback because from like, I wish a nigga would. Well, you're gonna wish you had a nigga because that nigga's always right. your revolving door. Mm-hmm. And let's flip it a little bit because we don't want to make this episode seem like we jumping all over the ladies. So let's flip it. Never, on to the no, fellas. never that, never that. Let's flip it on to the fellas now. Um, how do we get more men? to become marriage-minded instead of just being a player or a big daddy. Because we know, because I know a whole lot of baby daddies, whole lot of dudes that just living with females out of convenience, like all type of fuck shit. So how do we, you know, put that energy out there to get more felons to become more marriage-minded men and, uh, you know, make these ladies out here honest, honest women at the end of the day? Grow the fuck up. Mm, mm. Simple, right? Baby boy, it's very, it's baby, very simple. Baby boy effect. Roll the fuck up. Mm. Your circle says a lot about you, right? Mm. Okay. What kind of niggas are you hanging with? Are you hanging around with other niggas that do the same shit? And it's funny that you say that, bro. Because when we take our God trips, man, um, the highlight for me on the God trips is just the male bonding, like talking about yeah. real life shit. The cool and you know? drinks. Talking about relationships, yeah. and future goals, and shit like that. That's a highlight for me more than the actual trip. Like I enjoy that that's more. What than I go for. And, and when we do what our wings and drinks and shit, like I enjoy listen. that more than the, the actual wings. Like I just enjoy the more bonding time. Listen, I am a full. For you to grow. I'm a full time father. A hundred percent of the time, three hundred and sixty five plus days of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is my position. I relish in my position. I love my position. I love what I do. But daddy mm-hmm. needs a break every fucking now and again just to get back right. to absolutely nothing. Right. The nothingness and the intellectual conversation is what the fuck I yearn for. Mm-hmm. So all this time, that's just a little segue. Take two, three days and come back to being fucking robo dad. It is what it is. Right, right. And, and why do we think a lot of dudes don't want to grow up and be men and just be a man? Because a lot of dudes always say, I'm a grown-ass man. Oh, you know, talking that, talking that macho yeah. shit. But then we look at the outcome or, you know, the, the evidence in front of you. It doesn't match up with that energy that they are uh, putting out there. I say it like this. This is true for men and for women. When you stop doing things for show and start doing things for go, you have a better life. I don't mm-hmm. really give a fuck what anybody says about what the fuck I got going on. I take input from you because I respect you like that. I take input from my other brothers. You know the council, you know who they are. I take input because I respect your decision making because I see where y'all at in your life and it's mm-hmm. something that I do and I move similar. When you're right. around a bunch of motherfuckers that all the fuck they give a fuck about is the next flip. The next getting in, oh, I got to get the new J's that come out. I got to get the new Yeezys. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. If that's the if that's the if that's the level of intelligence where you stay at, if you mm-hmm. can't go no higher, it, 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 what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? There's no investment. There's, no, there's nothing for your for your child's future. Your child's future is I'm gonna get get some more keys and I'm gonna flip those. But what yeah, happens, God forbid, if you get caught? What happens if you right. get caught, God forbid? Right. Then what happens to right. your money and your future generations out here? Mm-hmm. So, people don't get it like this, that. so this next question, bro, 
Um, Cause I, I feel like this is kind of a struggle thing too with when it comes to the whole matchmaker thing. Um, we have the modern woman, right? Cause I mean, why I've been, you know, reading up on my feminist history, um, you know, different cultures. And we're going to get into that when we start talking about this Indian matchmaker um, show that I'm kind of, I kind of binge watching on this past week. You stuck on that. Um, <laughs> and something that initially I thought it was a negative thing, but I'm learning that it's, it's just a thing that's catching on worldwide. It's not just, just an American thing. Um, the modern woman and then the modern woman wanting the traditional relationship and also the modern man wanting the traditional relationship and you always say two things could be true at the same time two mm-hmm. different things could be true at the same time um but i i feel like that's what the disconnect is between today's men men and women on the single dating dating scene um they're modern minded but they want traditional things Mm-hmm. So, how do we get more men? Uh, what's the question? How do we get modern women who want traditional relationships, or I should say, modern men who want traditional relationships? How do we get them? How do we get them married? Well, it depends on who's playing Geppetto to, to the Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Who, who's who's really drawing the strings as a background? Mm-hmm. All right, for a modern woman that wants a traditional wedding, okay. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my ladies all a branch here. Right. A lot of a lot of women. We said this on on different podcasts. A lot of women who are strong and independent get labeled as mean and evil when it's not necessarily the truth. Mm-hmm. Women can be submissive, but you gotta be man enough for them to take take their guard down to be submissive with you. Mm-hmm. So it all goes back to them growing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can't have conversations about relationships. When you have a female who's who's a jump off the jump off culture, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. have a dude that's a fuck boy from get money fast culture, nothing right. about either dynamic says longevity. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. says nothing says fidelity. Nothing says trust, honor, moving forward. None of that shit says that. Right. So you have to take it for what it is. You have you have variables. You have different. You have different people in different settings. Sometimes you, know mm-hmm. you just gotta pull, you gotta pull root from the tree and and cultivate with that. But you also gotta recognize what you have, good, bad, and different, and move accordingly. Mm-hmm. You can't sit here and be like, if as a female, I know he cheated on me once or twice, but I'm a good woman. He's gonna see, he's gonna see that, and he's going to understand who I am, and he's gonna be there. Right. What he saw was. You caught him cheating once, twice, and you still took him back. He got you. Mm-hmm. He's just going to work hard and not get caught. Right, right, right. So, right. So, all this week, I've been binge watching on dating shows, matchmaking shows. Um, one of my favorites is the show Ready, Ready to Love. Comes on the own channel. It's a um, it's an all black uh, matchmaking show, and the way how they line it up, um, I kind of like the way how they um, do it. They kind of just get twenty single men, twenty single women, put them in a the room together, mix you know mix and mingle, and then just kind of let the process play out. But they they do put challenges out there to them that forces you to be a little vulnerable and to open up and to put basically just put your cards on the table. So I, I really like that show. Uh, check it out if you haven't uh, watched it. But the one that really, really caught my attention, uh, it's on Netflix, and I actually found out, found out about it through a, a, a Facebook group. It's called Indian Matchmaker, right? So these are uh, Indian cultured individuals that reached out to a matchmaker to match them with a potential husband or wife in this uh, situation. So okay. as I'm watching this show, Cause I'm like a big culture buff. Like any culture that's non-American, I'm like a big culture buff. I like to learn their culture, be respectful of the culture and learn something and see how I can apply it to my own culture. So uh, one of the things that I noticed on the show that was very interesting was that same type of deal with the females. They have this long list of shit and they want the matchmaker to basically match them with Mr. Perfect. 
and even the matchmaker on the show who is a woman is like listen boo boo you gotta humble yourself a little bit and work with you know what's what's in front of you if your goal is for you to get married so um if you haven't checked it out definitely check it out it's a really interesting show um but it got me to really thinking about arranged marriages which is another thing in indian culture arranged marriages is a very commonplace practice in their culture and before i started onto the show and of course before i started doing the podcast and before i started researching all of these things i was looking at it in one kind of way but what i noticed at the end of the season was all of the older couples that was on there that was um products of arranged marriages had the longest relationships I mean, married 40 years, 50 years. And 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 a lot of them said when they got married, they ain't no shit about each other. But the whole point of the arranged marriages is to grow together, right? Back to your original point you made earlier about a lot of individuals don't want to put that work in and build with somebody. They just want that finished product. So I stumbled onto this article. It's from self.com. Um, and I forget the name of the, the individual that contributed to this article, but they talked about how arranged marriages are misunderstood and how you know it, there's a lot of things you can learn from in arranged marriages even though it's it doesn't fit the western culture narrative but it you can still get the same outcome which is you know happily ever after all right so uh, the name of the article is seven things i wish more people understood about my arranged marriage so i'm going to go through all seven and then we're going to fade this episode out all right, so number one, it says an arranged marriage is not the same thing as a forced marriage, okay? So it says, while I would never deny the occurrence of forced marriages in different communities across the world, this practice is very different from arranged marriage. The far more common scenario is for a couple to be introduced through family or friends or a growing number of Muslim dating apps and online matchmaking services and then for both parties to agree to a courtship. So what I liked about that one, uh, Biggs, I'm gonna give the mic to you, the whole family dynamic into the arrangement, like families getting to know each other. And on the Indian matchmaking show, that was something that was very common. Um, you know, two people seem like a good match. They sit down with their families, mother and father, sister, brother, and kind of all just get to know each other before it even goes forward with anything. So what's your take on arranged marriages? It'll never work in American culture. <laughs> and why you say never that? Work. All you the say? all the arranged marriages that work is if, if you notice they come from cultures where you don't dare second guess the older people in the family. Right? With the exception of like southern based like rich deeply southern based families mm -hmm. you're not mm -hmm. getting none of that energy with america like we respect right. our, our family everything but if someone's out of pocket maybe not in front of you but what that's what said your uncle you're fucking up like nah, we're not doing that you're tweaking right when you come of a certain age maybe not mm -hmm. as a little younger before, but you're like 17 18 you're basically right. right so they don't do that in those cultures they mm -hmm. give input, but whatever the whatever the decision is from the higher ups, you roll with that. Mm -hmm. That's not going. That's not going to work in American culture. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Maybe so in Caribbean. Good. Maybe in Caribbean, if we just got over here like five years ago, and right. I still got the my time playing, and, I, and you know, I mean, you and I, if I still on that type of time, maybe. But nah, right. so American culture, no, nah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, so let's go to number two. It says, listening to your parents' advice about who to pick as a partner is not necessarily a bad thing. Television and movies repeatedly offer the message that having your parents involved in the choice of your partner is preposterous and backwards. During the rare circumstances, when we do see a character from an immigrant background, from a culture where matchmaking is the norm, it is almost always in the context of standing up to their parents to marry the person they love now i will say this uh this is another thing they mean you have in common i am a proud member of the mama's boy club and i remember when i first got out here dating uh my mother was definitely uh present in any female that i was bringing around or hang or hanging out with 
Don't bring that to my house. Give me the yay or the nay if she wasn't filming. She don't come past the elevator. Don't bring her to my house. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go to number three. It says, uh, there's an upside to knowing a prospective partner's intentions are for marriage from the outset. Uh, It says, my husband and I may have been young when we got engaged, but we also skipped the surface level getting to know you stage where everyone is worried about showing that they care too early in a relationship. Clear intentions are fast track to intimate and deep conversation. And right away, we were able to talk openly about the issues that really matter in a relationship, compatibility, values, and goals. So I will say this, and I'm kind of late to the party. Um, I didn't really start getting that mindset of like, marriage or getting out getting out the game or whatever until maybe like my mid 30s like i that's when the the thoughts actually hit me but now the thoughts into actions um not not until my 40s man and that 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 that, that's like a real thought for me like this is something that i really want to do and i i agree with that i think it's very important as, as they say to date with intent and my advice to the ladies and the fellas out there, man, don't fall in love with the attention. Fall in love with the intention. So your take on that one, Biggs. So what you just said, uh, how you was, I was actually the inverse. I actually was ready for marriage early, like high school, junior college, mm-hmm. and had a string of let's 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 use the adjective. Um unsuccessful relationships mm-hmm. that led to um trauma right right so that i was turned off again. i was like yeah yeah you know me and the t-word so to trauma so i was just on fuck it now i'm like <laughs> and, I, right. and i went through my little i went through my little whole phase and then i settled mm-hmm. down from the from the beginning i was ready like yo i want to be married I want to be a husband. I want the white picket fix and dogs. Mm-hmm. I want to come in. I want the apple pie on the windowsill blowing into the community. I wanted all that. And then I was like, yeah, that, yeah I'm a, I can't do none of that shit with you. Mm-hmm. Switch, can't do none of that shit with you. Like, and then after a while, like, is it me? Am I the fuck up? Right. And then, then, and then you go through that phase and you realize, no, nah, I didn't fuck up. I just make a lot of bad choices. Right, right. I went through that. I went through that. I definitely went through that. Uh, so let's go to number four. No, no, go ahead, bro. I said, nah, we all did. I said, we all did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all did. Mm-hmm. We all made a bunch of bad decisions. Part of life. Mm-hmm. And number four, it says sharing the same background, traditions, and values as your partner means one less thing to navigate as a couple. Not only, and this is from the uh, contributor to the article, it says, not only were we raised with the same religion and traditions, but we both embraced them and wanted to carry them on. As the first generation in my family to be born in the United States, this means a lot to me. I have already lost so many of my family's culture and traditions, and I appreciate having a spouse that can help me pass down as much of my heritage to my children as possible. So something for myself that is very, very, very important to me is definitely family, that sense of family. If you're not a family-oriented person, um, I'm probably not gonna be interested in that. Ain't no probably. you know, we could be go. cool, we could be friends, but yeah. like long term, I'm probably not interested because I'm never breaking right. up with my family. No matter what we go through, my, my family is like my my everything. My uh, my daughter, my nieces, my nephews, my sister, my brother, my aunties, my uncles, you know, rest in peace to my mother and my father. But you no, know, family is everything to me. So family, family first when it comes to everything to me. Remember my face in this outfit, because this is probably the last time you're gonna see it live. <laughs> Take a good mental mental makeup of it. I'm out. Uh-huh. Uh, number five, it says you don't have to have previous relationships to know what you want in a partner. Um, it says I reassured my American friends that seeing other people was not a universal prerequisite for marriage, and that there were so many parts of the world where the relationship would have never been questioned. I do not doubt that life experience gained from past relationships can teach us something about ourselves. But that does not mean that there is less opportunity for self-discovery and growth from within a committed relationship. Being with one partner your entire life is not a determinant to self-knowledge. It's just a different path. 
I kind of disagree I, with I, that yeah, one. I don't completely agree with that. I don't. I give a little pushback on that. And, Maybe um, like 20% pushback, 25% pushback. Yeah. Um, I need somebody with a little experience, not only in relationships, but also in the bathroom department. Um, you know, I, I, wasn't even, one, I wasn't even thinking about that of, aspect. Yeah, like, you know, it's just so many, and, and some people might think this is a bad thing, but there's so many ways that I gotta test to see if we're a good fit. Like, being around my family. Not a bad thing. Being around my friends. Um, you know, I, I have exes that I'm still cool with. Like, we don't talk every day, but we grown to a friendship level. Like, we cool. I'm not tripping off of no ex or none of that stuff. I don't I don't get jealous over stuff like that. But just these different layers to it, I need to know that you can handle all of that. So if you don't have any relationship experience at all, to me, that's a recipe for disaster. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't even thinking along those lines. I was thinking along the lines that some some relationship I had, it wasn't until I was in a relationship with the young lady till I realized I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, I, right, I, right, I, right, 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 right. That's a really good point too. Right? You, you got to know what you like. I to be like, yeah, I don't fuck with that. Mm-hmm. So get like that no the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know about that one, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to number six. It says um, it shouldn't be taboo to get married for pragmatic reasons. And it says, when I married my husband, there were several things I was certain of. His character, how much I trusted him, how safe I felt with him, how much he respected me, but I didn't know if I was in love because the language for love in American culture was all about butterflies, sparks, and chemistry. While I have no doubt that those feelings can point us in the direction of wonderful people, I don't think it's the only way to find them. That one I thought was interesting to um, marry someone that you're not sure if you love them yet. Like you, you're not at the love stage yet. And this whole arranged marriage thing, that's very commonplace. Like, you know, you meet families, you do this whole process, and now we're just kind of figuring out as we go along. And a lot of the older couples that was on the Indian matchmaking show, they uh, talked about that, that, you know, in the beginning, you know, of course you have this, the, the the natural doubt and negative thoughts and all that shit, but um, it worked out. You know what I'm saying? They hung in there forty something years, fifty something years, and now they love each other. And I don't know, man. I don't know if I could marry someone that I'm not sure that I can't live without this person. If I'm just kind of just getting to know you and we're married, there's another dating show out there too. That's that's a, a good one, kind of similar circumstances. It's called Married at First Sight. I don't know if you have a couple I know of, of that marriage, one. Yeah. I know of that one. That one is like, it's, it's the same type of deal. It's basically, it's an arranged marriage. You don't know this person. They don't know you. But according to data, y'all are, y'all are a ideal match. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. But I don't, I don't, I don't think I could do it. Me, me personally. I, I push back on this from this standpoint. Mm-hmm. It sounds a lot like you're marrying you're okay in the marriage for circumstance. Well, yeah, we and all that's know that. not that's love. Thing. But that's not love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and again, back, it goes and back. brings conversation full circle. The whole Britney Renner thing, man. But but yeah, and, yeah. and again, yeah. this is where I was yeah. going with it. So if we're mm-hmm. cool with this, we got to be cool with that. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like it goes back to what I said with the last one. Like in American culture, I can't do that. Maybe mm-hmm. if I grew up overseas. And yes, mm-hmm. mom, yes, papa, I will milk the goat, yes, papa, then I'm going to just do what you tell me anyway. So right, you can right. get me in that group. But with me right. and my cognitive mind, and me, I know how to say no. I say it very well. I say it eloquently, actually, in all facets. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, I'm good. It, it all comes back to the, but it all comes back to the point that I'm okay with, I'd rather not, but I'm okay with being by myself. That's always an option. That's always but, an option. But that's something that I noticed that's different in American culture compared to other cultures. Yeah. Um, they don't have that me, myself, and I mindset. That that mindset is not there. That's definitely more of an American Because when you grow up social construct deal. We've been all over this globe, bro. And we yeah. have different blood <laughs> bloodstreams and different fam, bro. Mm-hmm. If I'm lying, I'm dying. When you go up in these in these streets in America, especially in the region where we grow up at, you right. learn 
to figure shit out early for yourself. You learn to figure shit out for yourself. You 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 understand and you learn to survive in 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 war zones, for lack of a better term. That's mm-hmm. your everyday life. Right. So I'm good moving by myself anyway. I was conditioned to, to move that way. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But everybody doesn't have a, oh, I can't do it. I had a way for me. My life is terrible. Bitch, if you don't go to Netflix account and play a PlayStation game and leave me the fuck <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. You, I'm off. I'm with you. And we're down to the last one. It says, there is not one kind of love story. So this individual said, I've known my husband since childhood and the kind of attraction that is based on novelty and the chase was not going to happen for me. But I, but I now see what a unique privilege it is to have shared so much of my life with my spouse. And even though it's not your typical love story, I'm so glad that is that is mine. So um, I, I definitely encourage my single friends to not limit themselves in in uh, in their journey for you know happiness with somebody. Definitely be open open minded. I'm not sure if I can do the arranged marriage thing. Maybe if I was younger, I'd probably be a little more open to it. If I was like growing up in this era and I was a little younger, maybe, maybe I could, but I'm a little too old and setting my ways now to uh, go along with this program. But you know, to each his own, to each his own. So as we're fading this episode out, uh, once again, I want to shout out Dr. B. Who was not Dr. B, we well love you. Today. We miss you, so, Mama. Yeah, she took this Go episode better. off, but she will be back. And we love you, baby girl. Um, Biggs, last words on this episode. Last words. Uh, before you go out finding Miss Wright or Mrs. Wright, make sure you're Mr. or Mr. Wright yourself. All right. Last words from Billy. Don't fall in love with the attention. Fall in love with the intention. And make sure you tune in to Friends with Billy podcast each and every week. Mondays, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Pacific Time, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. You can find us on iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right? So, Billy and Biggs, signing off till the next time. Peace.